Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3022. Yes, the sixth episode of Andor drops today. It's the conclusion of the second arc of storytelling in season one. But we're not going to talk about that today because, hey, no spoilers, right? But we are going to talk about something High Republic related instead. We'll get to Andor tomorrow. Today we're going to talk about phase two. Just some overarching things to keep in mind now that the door has been cracked open a little bit into this era. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So today, seven things to consider as we begin to look at phase two of the High Republic, especially now that Path of Deceit is already out and available and Quest for the Hidden City is dropping in just a couple of weeks and Convergence, the adult novel from Zorada Cordova, is coming at the end-ish of November and a four-chapter preview has already been released for it. Here's what I wanted to share with you. For a start, this is taking place, as you'll recall, 150 years before the events of Phase 1 of the High Republic. So just to get specific, that means 382 BBY. And that, generally speaking, means that most everybody who is alive at this time in Star Wars storytelling will be dead <laughs> by the time we get back to Phase 3, which is supposed to pick up basically where Phase 1 left off at 230 BBY. And what that means is that the storytellers for Phase 2 of the High Republic, much like the storytellers for Phase 1, get to have complete license to kill off characters as they need to. Now, I'll say that maybe there's a little bit less of a license for them to have done that in Phase 1, although there were certainly a couple of shocking deaths in Phase 1. But a lot of those characters need to you know, make it past Phase 1 so that they can appear in Phase 3. That's not necessarily the case with Phase 2. Um, yeah, because we're so far away from the events of Phase 1 and 3 that, yes, anyone is expendable in these stories. And certainly that was put on in display <laughs> in a very shocking way in Path of Deceit. That sort of naturally brings me to my second point, which is that there were at least a half a dozen characters either introduced or reintroduced to us in Phase 1 of High Republic storytelling that absolutely are alive <laughs> during the phase two storytelling and so are definitely going to survive those events if they actually show up in phase two storytelling. So far, to my knowledge, only one of those characters has been straight up confirmed to be appearing, which is Porter Engel, aka the Blade of Bardotta. That character is getting... <laughs> 
a comic situation. So we know that Porter is going to be involved in the storytelling that happens during Phase 2. Yoda and Yaddle, of course, are alive during this era of storytelling. We just don't know whether they're going to show up. Also, other Jedi Council members like Oppo Rancisis and Yariel Poof are kicking around. And then we don't know from the storytelling in Phase 1 how old Buryaga, the Wookiee Jedi Padawan, is. But it's certainly possible based on Wookiee's very long lifespan that Buryaga could be a wee little Wookiee during the time of Phase 2 of the High Republic. And there's another Jedi Council member named Laru who, if you dig into Legends, that character's species maybe, like, also would have to be an itty-bitty baby <laughs> to be appearing in Phase 2. And that kind of begs the third question, which is, how long will Phase 2 last? And there are a couple of ways that I could be meaning that, so... <laughs> We'll just do both and see what happens. First of all, how long could it last in our time? Well, we know that it was little over a year and a half in terms of the release of the first novels in Phase 1 of The High Republic to the ending of storytelling and the picking up of storytelling for Phase 2, right? Call it 18 months, roughly. They have said, the High Republic folks, that just because there were three waves in Phase 1, that doesn't necessarily mean there will only be three waves in Phase 2. It could be less, it could be more, we just don't know. But storytelling in Phase 1 may have actually given us an end point for Phase 2. So in Out of the Shadows, which is the YA novel from Justina Ireland that was part of Phase 2, or wave two of phase one, excuse me, wave two of phase one of High Republic storytelling came out in the summer of 21. That story talks about an event called the Night of Sorrow that takes place on Dalna and there's somehow some kind of massacre that happens and the Jedi are involved and the Dalnans blame the Jedi for this situation. And if that's the case, then there's a nice symmetry with phase one of High Republic storytelling because that storytelling takes place over two years in the in-universe time frame, 232 to 230 BBY. And so if they were to do something similar, they've already started at 382 BBY, and the Night of Sorrow takes place approximately 380 BBY. So again, it would be sort of a two-year period. That kind of suggests that maybe we're looking at three waves as well, but yeah, it's sort of an open question. We don't really know for sure. And speaking of Dalna, that brings me to my fourth point, which is that three particular planets, Dalna and Irem and Irano, hopefully I'm saying them right, are appearing in both phase one and phase two of higher public storytelling, and it seems to suggest that those three planets might also be key for phase three as well. So Dalna fingering prominently in Out of the Shadow, and now also in Path of Deceit. Irem and Enrena, or Irino, excuse me, those planets first appeared in storytelling very early on in Into the Dark. That was Claudia Gray's YA novel. That was wave one of phase one of the High Republic. So that very first set of novels that came out back in January, February of 21. And there's still difficulty going on between those two planets. So this forever war that we're getting referenced at the start of phase two of the High Republic storytelling, like in the opening crawl, well, it seems like that's not going to go well throughout the course of phase two of High Republic storytelling. And in fact, the publisher's summaries 
are out for not only Convergence, which is Zorada Cordova's novel, but also The Battle of Jeddah, which is George Mann's audiobook original that's coming out. And it seems like if you read those, there's going to be some sort of piece initially, potentially, figured out between those two planets by the end of Convergence, but The Battle of Jeddah, whatever happens there, is going to kick it all off again. And based on the events of Path of Deceit and reading about the fact that the Path the open hand is going to be on Jetta. Well, it seems like the path of the open hand may be involved in what happens on Jetta. That's going to go very badly in that story. Jetta playing in because that's where a peace treaty is supposed to be signed between Irem and N B Irem and Irenos. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of trouble with those. Now, speaking of the path, that's going to be the fifth thing. I have to wonder whether the path is going to transform into the Nile or whether there's going to be some sort of split in that regard. It seems like a split is more in line with what might happen. So what I'm about to tell you is just the barest hint of a spoiler, if you will, for path of deceit it's not spoiling the plot or anything like that but the path of the open hand in path of deceit is working on a ship a starship to take them out into space to spread their gospel of you know the force being free and whatnot the name of that ship is the gaze electric and yes of course if you recognize that name <laughs> that's great for you and if you don't well that's the nile ship that's the main one that is commanded by Marquion Rowe. So yeah, there's definitely a big tie there between the Path of the Open Hand and the Nile, as if you didn't think there was one with Marta Rowe being part of the Path of the Open Hand anyway, but you get where I'm going with this, I think? There seems to be some definite intermixing between stuff from Phase 1 that we know about the Nile and stuff from Phase 2 that we know about the Path of the Open Hand. Although in the High Republic Adventures comic by Daniel Jose Older, Yoda encounters somebody who was part of something called the Elders of the Path. But whether that's actually the Path of the Open Hand, they don't necessarily say, I don't think. But... These elders of the path are involved with hiding a particular artifact and the path of the open hand is very interested in seeking force artifacts, so make of that what you will. For a sixth thing, I'll flag something that doesn't really connect to the other five that's come before it, but the hyperspace prospecting situation is going to be a big part of phase two of the high republic and the santecas have already been mentioned but so have the graphs g-r-a-f that's another family of hyperspace prospectors but they also have a very bad reputation known for possibly sticking a knife in your back at the first opportunity so these two families the santecas and the graphs seem to be the major players in hyperspace prospecting and by the time we get to phase one they're there's no mention of the graphs anywhere as far as I know so it really seems like the Santecas get a hold of that whole hyperspacing hyperspace prospecting situation and are really the people to beat in that regard so one of the things that we might see in this phase of the High Republic is how the Santecas rise to prominence and how the graphs do not rise to prominence whatever their fate may ultimately be. But that does lead me to my seventh and final thing to share for your consideration, which is that 
when we watch current Star Wars storytelling, like as we're watching the Andor series right now, the level of forgetting that happens within a generation in the Star Wars galaxy is rather shocking. It always has been. Like, you know, how many people had any idea about the Jedi at the time of the Andor series, right? So much of the galaxy seems to have forgotten that that order even existed. Certainly Palpatine made a lot of efforts to wipe out <laughs> any records of that, but the forgetting is real. And I think, you know, even in our own lives, as things happen, we kind of experience a you know greater forgetting than, you know, than we have as, you know, as we used to, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So the events of phase two of the High Republic could well be forgotten in terms of history and memory by the people that we're going to re-meet in phase three. So yeah, that has some profound implications for how storytelling is going to happen in that phase and in what we've already seen basically in phase one. And I'm going to dig into that forgetting, both just organic forgetting as well as sort of a willful erasing of history in a future episode where we talk about the High Republic. But for today, I think that is enough to talk about in terms of phase two and things to keep in mind as we start to crack into that era of Star Wars storytelling. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be star wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by lucasfilm limited disney or 20th century fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only star wars the star wars logo all names and pictures of star wars characters vehicles and any other star wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of lucasfilm limited other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them all original content is copyright 2021 by star wars 7x7 we hope you love it Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.